What's going on, Ash? You haven't said nothing, you pretty face, man. I miss you. Um, not much. Just uh, hanging with the family, uh, fighting with the wife. What more do you want? Couldn't be. Well, is, is now the moment? Moment for what? All right. Okay, guys. This is the moment. He, that was the key word. When, when, uh, when Ash gave me the key word, I'm, I have to make the announcement. Here it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk about that. I Ash, wanted to talk about that. Is, hey, here it is. The official <laughs> announcement is I am actually running the campaign. Yes, you are. And, um, and so with that power invested in me, uh, who said of the greatest magnitude, right? <laughs> that um, power is vested in me, and I'm announcing Ash running for mayor. Thank you. Not, not only because he's approachable, because he's a good guy. Right? I appreciate go. that, buddy. Let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah, Ash, what, where did this come from? I, where, I saw the well, picture, and then I saw Austin and Emily posted it. Yeah, well, a few uh, – when I announced that I was going to retire from teaching, somebody said, what am I going to do next? And I said, I don't know. I think I'd make a great mayor of Cedar Rapids. And of course, they said I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. They said, "What's no, your uh, good-looking enough? Come on, be honest. Come on. <laughs> what's what's your platform? What's your go-to?" And I said, "I'm approachable. I like everybody, and hopefully, everybody likes me. And that's that's my campaign right there. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn some things around. I think it'd be fun. That's awesome. Do I get your vote? Absolutely. What's your, what's your first order? Well, all? I mean. I mean, think about it from this standpoint. You know, you get someone who's been uh, over three decades. And, you know, and when you get, when you get Ash, when you talk about Ash, you're really getting Jean. Now, she's the diamond. So That's I get, true. You, yeah. mm -hmm. you got to get through this, her uh, orbit, this BS, you got to get through all that. But down there is the, is the, is the gracious core is, is Jean. But no, over three decades, both of them, right? Yes. 60 plus years yeah. of, of educating young people. Mm -hmm. And seeing from a systemic level what's wrong with youth today. And not like, hey, oh, they're wrong. No, they're angels. But we've turned them into people we don't even recognize. And, and, and so what better leadership uh, perspective or a lens uh, when you look at the landscape of, hey, how do, we, how, how do we do this differently? And again, with the pandemic almost our own eternal civil war, not unlike the days of, of Abe, Abe Lincoln. In fact, this, this, this uh, sunset reminds me of Gettysburg, you know, when um, Lincoln's great words were spoken up there. But he also spoke some great words here in D.C. when he talked about that in times like this, he called them the mystic chords will ring again as surely they will, and they will call upon the better angels of our nature. And so what better time also, now for some to come out with a message like ash has been in public service <laughs> 30 years not only that oh i like youth i want to help youth. i hear a lot of people say that lip service how many people drove a van hooking kids to aau made sure they got home safe fed of a meal when they couldn't afford it, or did this or went the extra mile coached all those sports for that so hey listen for me uh he's my guy for mayor and um and so i think there's some um you know, any kind of public servant, you first have to say, okay, let me look at your history. How have you served the public? And I think that should be the number one criteria for, um, for public office. Is, is well, that I appreciate that, Frank. You know, this, this really is kind of uh, just a little fun thing I've been doing with, but, um, 
But, um, you know, I do know a lot of people through all the basketball and, and teaching that many years, and I've had a great time with it. And, hey, listen, uh, if a business guy can run and become president, listen, a guy that doesn't have a jumper, but he rides the bike well, uh, <laughs> and he's got a nice Corvette, hey, listen, why couldn't he be mayor, right? I mean, come on. Very guy's funny. paid his taxes, he's paid his property taxes. Very funny. Guy's, uh, guy's, a, guy's a legend. So, um, yeah. uh, kind. well, well, and, and, you know, Kerry, we'll come back to you and the whole basketball thing, but staying in with the whole education talk and everything. Frank, you have uh, LetThePeacocksFly.com that you guys have, and you want to talk a little more about that and the educational stuff? Sure. With that. Yeah, well, you know, this was really birthed by, uh, you know, a gene again. Not, not, I mean, Ash was like, hey, can we use it for like a party? Like my <laughs> no. retirement party? I mean, no, it's no. like, is that illegal? Is that, is that, Listen, it's I'm a, I'm a coach. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. So no, this whole thing came about. Um, Ash, you were there, right? When Gene was there, it was a Correct. it was a it was a fun time. Uh, where were we? we? We were in the second round in Chicago, right? Yes. Was, no. Yep. Yeah. No, Indianapolis. Chicago. I thought it was in Columbus. It was in Columbus. That's right. You See, I'm testing it. See, a yep. pro problem with the mayor is can they like think on the spot? <laughs> He doesn't look like he panicked either. He was totally cold. We're in Columbus. We're in Columbus having a great time. So second yes. round. By the way, uh, they mic'd up uh, um, J-Bo's dad, you know, the, the night before, right? You know, and the um, previous game. And so it was like, oh, who, who do we mic up now? There's kind of this, uh, everyone took a vote and said, okay, we've got to get Garza on there. And I said, no, I won't do it. I've got to get Ash on there. Get Ash on there, man. Let's hear what oh. he really says. Everyone thinks he's a great guy, but you should listen to what he says under his breath. Oh, my no. God. No. I was sitting next to him in Champagne when we were there, and he right, be Marcus, fun to be. You know what I'm he, saying? He's he'd be fun, mic'd up, Frank. Oh, my God. So, anyway, they said, no, he's too short. I said, well, I get it. You know, the camera won't be able to see him. Right? They'll be like, wait, where is that guy? I like <laughs> that. They'll be like, wait, stand up. Stand and get on a book or get get a get a get a phone book. Get, get on there. <laughs> You're and too so, kind. So, so, <laughs> so they they mic me up, and I you know I've always had a, a philosophy, which is basically, and particularly you know you see it with Luca. You know, face it, um, Luca doesn't have a vertical, but he has a great horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We can do we can do uh, defensive slides. Pretty probably almost the best in the country. We got that down. We, we got no vertical. We run the 40-yard dash in a day. They track, you know, they track our mile. You know, they don't use the stopwatch. They get out the calendar. The seasons, <laughs> the seasons move faster than me as a player and, unfortunately, Luca, but less because my wife's got all the talent. It's like, you know, <laughs> Ash, geez, all the talent. So we've always had this philosophy of saying, hey, listen, don't, what, don't let what you can't do get in the way of what you can do. So you're slow. So what? Uh, so you can't dunk. Even as a, a freshman in, in high school, couldn't dunk. Barely touch the rim, right? I mean, he would trip on the foul line. And I tell people this. They go, what do you mean the foul line? Isn't that painted on? I said, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it was a lot of work, torture, footwork uh, to make a dime. You've got to have some fire and brimstone with it. But the, the saying really came and it evolved to we had peacocks, peacocks growing up and Austria's running around. It was fun. And so you'd see one fly and people just go, whoa, can they fly? So yeah, they can fly. Don't let what you can do, right? The whole thing. So anyway, 
they got mic'd up and Fran, um, I mean, listen, Kerry can tell you this. He tattooed it. It's, you know, I, I have a saying, which is get the ball inside. Let's go inside out. Oh, I've heard it quite a bit. Right. <laughs> inside out, because if you go inside out, 80% of your outside shots go in at yeah. a higher rate because the guys are stepping into the shot rather than trying to launch it on their own. They're having time to set up. Defense is running out versus right in your face, forcing it. No. Inside out. Look as a guy. It's not a black hole when you throw the ball inside. It'll come back out. I mean, actually, we'll throw it out, you know. And I wish you could throw it out uh, more to uh, to Austin because he gave us a peculiar shot. It goes down. But but put that to the side for a moment. It came about that same. So then I guess CBS posted it got a half a million views. I didn't pay much attention to it. I'm, you know, again, I'm stupid. It's like Lincoln said, hey, I, I walk slowly but never backwards. So I, I'm stupid slow. But I, once I fix on it, I'm, I'm, I, I, I move forward. So anyway, we're Ash and I are at Wisconsin to Madison, walking around, having a good time. Brownie's with us. Um, who else do we have? No, we have the other teacher, Gary. Yeah, Roger. 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 Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm slipping a little bit. You might have to fire me as a campaign. <laughs> so anyway, we're sitting there freezing. Me less because, of course, I, yeah, I'm the, yeah, I got an internal heater. But anyway. I, we keep hearing, let the peacock fly. I must have heard it. How many times, Ash? A couple hundred times. Everywhere Easy. we went. How many times, Easy. Ash? Yeah. Uh, Take your pictures with you. They're taking pictures with you, singing the song out. Yeah, all the time. Let it fly. So we keep hearing that, right? We keep hearing, let the peacock fly. And then people are like, oh, yeah, I'm, again, I'm stupid. But pretty soon a melon softens up. You keep beating it out against the wall. And so it's like, hey, we could do something good here. Yeah. And so I talked to Gene. I talked to, um, you know, Bear's mom. and Nancy Creeter? Yeah, exactly. I talked to Nancy Creeter. I said, you know, because you don't talk to men. Men have no idea. It's like, hey, Ben, it's like, hey, the, la the last thing you want to do is ask a man what to do. Because, listen, face the last 150 years, what's our report card? Well, look, let's look at our social economic system fail. Let's look at... Um, you know, how we've done a political fail. Let's look at every area men have had. So, you know, you, you don't, I learned. I have three sisters. It's like having four moms. You go to the female for the power. Listen, without mothers, there would be nobody. And so, no person. So anyway, part of that was Mother's Day coming out too, right? You would be, there would be no, nobody without a mom. So anyway, because of the wisdom of the feminine power and the, and the divine there, they came up with some great ideas that, yeah, I asked the question, but they, it was really their idea. And it was like, hey, there's no money to send anybody to a national convention where you can go share ideas and, and, um, and grow and evolve and take ideas and like a melting pot and, and take those and then bring, you know, there's, there's nothing for that because the states can't afford it. So we say, hey, why don't we fix that, do that, follow the example of, um, of Buddha, of, of Jesus Christ, even Muhammad, which is like, hey. The idea is to help people learn for themselves, give them the tools, and then they'll go on fish for themselves. Hey, I, don't, don't rely on me to fish. Correct. I'm going to teach you how to fish. This is how it works. Again, a, another testament to Ash for America. Because, you know, a whole life of public service, every teacher has to give and constantly. It's not just once a, once a week you go to, go to church service. No, daily, you know, is the, is the, is, is the requirement. Uh, for that. So anyway, we came, came up with that idea and it wasn't mine again. It was just, you know, I just asked a question and it was, it was, um, I listened. 
And so that seemed to be the, the best idea for that. And so 55%, which is a certain number, right? You know, I guess yeah. I could say Luca's number without him losing NCAA eligibility, <laughs> right? But um, no, so 55 goes public school teachers, seven through 12. And, and I, it's not like K through six, they don't deserve it. But listen, I would almost pay money to teach K through six. You know what? Because I, I mean, there that's when the humans are most alive, and when yeah. you can teach them anything. I mean, you can plant a seed and have them go, "Wow!" Amazing. My fiance just got a kindergarten job, and she's all well, psyched for it. She's been working out. Great. Yeah. So, yeah. right on, Marcus. Well, thank you for that service. Because listen, we we can't remember our K through six too well. We can, you know, because we're too our prefrontal cortex not developed enough yet. You can't really have what we call explicit memory. You know, you can only have implicit, just a feeling that it was fun. And so that's, that's its own reward. I wanted seven through 12 because the people that have had a hard time K through six, guess who they get dumped on? Guys like Ash, right? Guys like Jean, you know. I mean, could you imagine having a grade school teacher and her name is Nancy Creener? Jeez. I mean, I'd adopt her as a mom. I mean, I'd be, hey, listen, uh, would you marry me? I mean, I, I wanted to marry my grade school teacher. It was like, Jesus, this person is incredible. So anyway, we wanted it to go to do something for Iowa because it came. Remember, this came about, this saying came about because we were down. What was it, Ash? 25 points? Uh, to, uh, yes, to Tennessee. To Tennessee. It's 25 points. Jake, right? It's 25. That's like, yeah. I mean, against a team that's ranked third in the quite second, third or fourth, right, Ash, in the country. Yeah, All right? So anyway, we're down 25. I mean, Vegas is already cashing in. It's all right. Hey, yeah, give me the money. Fuck it. Just take it. Right? And we come back and, and take an overtime and, and arguably could have won that had the, we could have maybe passed it inside. Yes. I don't want to, inside out, guys. Yes. Listen, tattoo it right here. Inside out. But the point is, that force, you know, that uh, Tyler really led. I tell Trent this all the time, Cook. I say, you know, his, you know, he shined like brighter than a thousand suns. He was incredible. And that still impacts Luca. We still have the impact of, of Tyler Cook and his character. But my point is, uh, that all came about for that. So it must stay in Iowa. There's no profit. There'd be, what a fool if I, I mean, I was trying to make money off that. I would just feel like, uh, nah, no, yeah, this is something. Yeah. You know, to I get back to a few of the shirts around Cedar Rapids, Frank. Say that again, baby. When I go on Cedar Rapids, I see quite a few of the shirts out and about. A lot of kids in my school ordered them. I know at my wife's school at Taft, there's some kids that have the shirts, some of the teachers, and I, some pillows I've seen. Some people have bought the pillows. Yeah, I've heard that. Hey, Brownie got a pillow. Brownie said he got a pillow. First class. <laughs> I got to tell Roger, I got to say, hey, you got to have that muscle shirt, you know, with no sleeves. <laughs> so you just muscle it around. I just, yeah. just flex a little bit, man. Uh, that? Very cool idea. Very cool. Frank, I'll, I'll have to buy some T-shirts from you. Yeah, and we can give one away when well, the hey, episode drops. Well, it goes back to Iowa. You know, yeah, goes exactly. Back, you know, it goes back to Iowa, and it sends some teacher who's like Ash, like even Rich Creener, like um, uh, Nicholas Bear, uh, you know,'s dad. Like, hey, listen, these guys are – helping other kids, uh, you know, their teachers and their, or they're volunteering, doing some coach coaching job just to, cause no one else will. And they know it'll benefit. So, I mean, we're trying to reward that. And then the other piece, which is little fruity tooty, even Ash gets a little weird when I talk about it, look at him, his face will get a little, you get like, you're like a little, he might even start sucking his thumb, Jake. I want you to be careful. 
he just, you know, he might get a little uncomfortable. And that's about what we call the inner game of sport. So 55% goes to public seven through 12. That's really saved my life too, is, a, is my own life experience. And then 45% will go through the programs that we've been doing uh, that deal with the inner game of, of basketball or inner game of sport. And that's, um, well, let me ask you this, Jake. Let's put Jake on the spot. What do you think, Marcus? Let's do it. So Jake, hey, listen, how long can you live without food? Oh, it's... Three days, I think. Well, actually, a little bit longer, right? A little bit, a couple weeks, I maybe. Mean, I mean, Jesus lasted yeah. eight days without food, right? <laughs> so, I mean, we have a measurement there. You could, So, it's basically about a month. Couple, right? yeah, if you're older, couple weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, then how about this? How long can you live without water? Ooh, that's a lot shorter. A couple right. days. That's more months. like maximum three days if yep. you really, like, ash or water soluble. Um, so, listen... How long can you live without a breath? A couple minutes. Maybe. How yeah. about one? <laughs> one breath. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Marcus, how often do you practice eating? Uh, a lot. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. Uh, Maybe two, three times a day. Say two yeah, times a two day. or three times a day how with about a few snacks. A how many times a day you drink a liquid? Four, five, six, seven? Right, yeah. right on, brother. Drink yeah. that HDL. How often... Or have you ever been taught how to breathe? Because again, let's go back to the moms, the real, the real, the women that should be taking over this period and let the men take a back seat. Not to be an excuse, but to just recognize we've messed it up. But to say this, when they're getting ready to give birth, the first thing they teach them is let's put all this medicine aside. I'm going to show you how to breathe. Because if you don't breathe, you'll kill your baby and yourself. That's how critically important is so when we talk about sports and performance and assuming you want to go from where you are now and change your trajectory and go to some new heights listen you're not going to do it by dribbling a tennis ball and doing some kind of mma jump rope workout that is horse crap you've got to go inside and change your comfort zone and your belief and picture about who you are and your role and get comfortable with that first because your outsides, right, are a manifestation of your insides. So that is something that, unfortunately, I don't get to teach people till they're corporate execs working for Salesforce or LinkedIn, and they're coming into my training room, and I get to introduce them to their breath. They go, what? Mm-hmm. Now, that's grown to the fact that Salesforce.com, Mark Benioff, the CEO, is kind of leading. It came out with work.com. And if you saw that, I, I put it on my Twitter to help. He's really showing great conscious leadership through all this. But in the 61 floors on the building he built, which is the largest building in the Western Hemisphere, second largest building in Western Hemisphere, the 61 floors he has, each one has a meditation room. Wow. And I would say that to a traditional thinker. They go, well, geez, you know how much cash flow you're missing? Oh, you can't rent out the space. And no, it's can you imagine how much money they're making when they go into that room and they do the inner game of selling and they meditate and they see themselves selling to a country, a software system, salesforce.com, or they're selling to a school system or an entire nationwide, the federal government. You've got to be at the top of your game because you're selling stuff that people don't even know they need. Like you didn't know years ago before we met them, you didn't know you need a LinkedIn account. 
you didn't believe. Remember when we came into Salesforce, we were taught them how to how to change the concept of not software, but putting your information to this thing called the cloud. Not in your closet. You can't touch it. You can't grab it. You don't need software. Hey, guess where's it going to be, Ash? Oh, it's going to be in the cloud. Are you on drugs? Are you stoned on the cloud? What does that mean? Now everyone is doing it. And yeah. so what I'm talking about at an elite level of performance, Jake, if you want to be the elite performer, you've got to go inside to go outside. LeBron has shared that. He's done some stuff with Calm. The announcement today with the Big Ten, if you saw that, every member now gets a Calm membership. Why? The guy wants to set a tone of leadership that gets back to the core of how you should process stress. Not by an outside solution, drugs or any of that. Not that prescription drugs aren't bad or whatever. But no, how about we go inside first? Let's talk about that and let's heal from within. Right? Didn't Jesus say, if whatever you get from inside of you, you bring out of you, will heal you. Whatever you hold within you will kill you. Now, Jesus didn't just say that. Buddha said it. I mean, um, the Dalai Lama has said it. Dalai Lama said this, actually, you know this. I said it to him all the time, which he said, if you teach an, an, an eight-year-old how to meditate, all violence will be ended in one generation. Yeah, you told me that. I remember that. Yep. You know, so enough of me talking, guys. I've already occupied the time. I want to hear for, from you guys what's going on and then, and then into what you're doing. Well, let's dig into uh, Carrie Ash a little bit. So yeah, as let's get that all guy. the locals know Carrie because <laughs> Carrie's been coaching all over the place. Uh, Carrie, do you want to talk about that a little bit and then share? Well, sure. we, we have a few games for you about the whole coaching thing. So you just explain where, what, and all of that stuff and how you got into it and all of that. For sure. Yeah, I uh, have, have coached quite a bit here in the Cedar Rapids uh, metro area. Always enjoy it a lot. Um, I know a lot of the, the kids I coach, uh, some of the names that I'll shout out to here in a little bit. Um, uh, started back in about uh, fourth, fifth grade. Um, Austin played a lot of basketball, and all the other fathers were maybe working more in the evenings or didn't have the time. So I started a couple different AU basketball teams and had some great success with it. Um, I was kind of known as a good recruiter in basketball. I'm not going to lie to you in fourth grade. Spotted kid, came to ask him to play. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, it worked out pretty well. Um, and uh, we, we, had a, we had a great time with it. I think the key to any, any youth basketball team uh, to be successful, you have to have great parents. And my parents are amazing, absolutely amazing. We'd, you know, we'd go to Des Moines, we'd go to Wisconsin, Kansas City, wherever we'd go. Um, parents always hung out together, had a great time. Uh, during the game, after the game, um, you know, helped each kid get a ride here and there. Um, so very supportive of my parents. And really when I, um, when I was looking for a kid to play for me, I was looking for a kid that loved the game, did the right thing in the classroom, even as young as fourth grade, and, um, and was very competitive. I, I, think, uh, I think Jordan said something about last night about having a gambling problem, and I think he said something about having a competition problem or, or something like yeah. that. Uh, and my, that, that's why when I think about the kids that play for me, they love to compete. We had wars on the court, and we're talking about some kids now that are playing in college at a very high level, whether it's football, basketball, or baseball. Um, they, they competed in everything they did, and we had practices. And, and you know, Marcus and Jake, I'll throw out a few names to you that uh, I know you uh, have known over the years. And I started a little team in fifth grade with um, uh, three guards, Cal uh, Clark, who right now is playing uh, Division One baseball at Houston Baptist. Um, 
also very high GPA, did a great young man. He had a great year, a great couple of years at Kirkwood before he went to Houston Baptist and played uh, three sports at Prairie and, and did, was very successful. I got Grant Wiederen, who started at Jefferson High School, very successful, and right now is on academic scholarship at Loris and doing some coaching on the side. Uh, and then uh, Austin, you know, uh, got him started pretty young, probably younger than most kids. But Austin Ash, you know, living, playing down at Iowa, living out a dream. Um, hopefully he can contribute a little bit next year, kick the ball into Luca. Maybe can Luca kick him out to him a few times, hit a few shots. I know he's working hard and getting stronger right now and, and a little quicker. Uh, but also had a great career at Mount Vernon. That was a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, then you got Brock Hunt, who's a three-year starter at Jefferson in a couple sports. Spencer Van Scoy, who's playing a, a professional baseball right now, um, I believe with the Phillies. Um, then we had, uh, we had a couple more kids here. Uh, and well, was, why did you do it, Ash? Why did you that? do it? Why, why, why would you do? Why would you uh, take weekends? It was just fun. I mean, also wanted to compete. He wanted great kids. A lot of the kids are neighborhood kids. Um, uh, I, I love to coach, and I thought I could make some of these kids better. Um, like to see, Frank, you're, you're, you're hearing that these kids are all playing something in college. Adam yep. Kettles, Austin's best friend, lives right down the street. Um, he uh, played baseball in Iowa right now. Uh, it's kind of kind of crazy to see uh, somebody Austin's growing up with his whole life. His whole life that he uh, is now with Austin at, at Iowa, and they're and they're both uh, playing for the Hawkeyes. Then we got Tommy Hook, who uh, had a great career at Mount Vernon. He went on to play uh, basketball at Cole, and I know uh, Cole College just tweeted something the other day about him calling the Iron Man that he never missed a practice in four years there and was a three-year starter. And that was Tommy Hook, who now has a job at Rockwell in Cedar Rapids. And well, what I'm, about Utah? I'm well, coming to him. Let's yeah, yeah, some names. Come on, let's. You got I'm all this big names, but you're also leaving out some other names too. Where you, I mean, how many of these kids, Ash, are going to be teachers now or are going to give back because of the experience from? I hope a know. couple. Yeah. yeah, I think more I'm than getting, a couple. I'm getting to the older I, kids. I got my I young kids they're... first. Then I got Connor Herman, who uh, played foot, played football at uh, South Dakota, and I was in grad school at Denver State and, champion uh, wrestler. He had three scholarship offers. Uh, for basketball, golf, and football to go anywhere he wanted. I mean, that's pretty good wow. to have different offers. He's wow. an outstanding athlete. Um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my coach for that Swiss team. My assistant coach is Bob Clark. Oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, Frank's met him a few times. Great friend. Oh, he was yeah, kind of no, the organizer really for friend. our practice. He was yeah, kind of the organizer yeah. and kept me under control, and I kind of lost it on some officials. You, uh, two, uh, you two are MC in the wedding. Yes, we are. Marcus' wedding. We're seeing the wedding. Yeah. Jake, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, Carrie <laughs> yeah, and Bob. Yeah. Um, and a good friend. He, actually, I was uh, Bob was considered the defensive coach, and uh, I was considered the offensive coach. One of my former players, Ryan Bosch, I think you guys remember. I know. He told me, coach, there's one thing you need to tell your team. Shoot the three or relax on D. And I kind of thought he was Hey, does it Ryan? Is it Mason? Reed? Yes. Yep. Yeah. He does, that, very good job. He, does, yep. he does a very good job of shooting yep. the three and relaxing on D Mason does. Yeah. Hey, Marks, I'd like to give a shout out to another team that I coached that was uh, uh, very good um, called the gym rats. We too, we, uh, we are very talented Had Austin Fife playing for me. Uh, do you remember Austin Fife? Now you and I yeah. living mm -hmm. out a dream is dream school. You know, last year he's first team all conference. Uh, I remember when he came to play for me, uh, he's like in uh Fifth grade, he come up some big chubby short kid like from the Goonies. He looked like that kid, and uh, now he's a sleek young man and an outstanding young man. And I believe in high school he was even their homecoming king. And, wow. and those kind of kids that would come play for me, they're just great kids. 
Um, another one I want to mention is, is John Nagel, who played football at Iowa State before he got injured. Um, you know, he had a great career in, in, at West Delaware. Um, and uh, another one was Nate Disterhoff, uh, lefty. Remember him, Marcus, probably from baseball? Yeah. Pretty good hitter. Uh, yes, very good hitter. First baseman, played baseball, basketball at Iowa City West. Right now he's currently enrolled at the Tippy School of Business at, um, at uh, Iowa, very intelligent young man. And I'll tell you a little story here. His, uh, his father was my assistant coach, Jeff Disteroff, close friend. And uh, we would always get beaten in, in fifth grade by the All-Iowa Attack. And we'd just be blowing out 20, 30 points. And we were getting a little sick of that stuff. And uh, I said, hey, let's, let's try something. So uh, we kind of designed a little one-three-one zone uh, before the game started. We kind of designed it back in a little closet area because I know where to, to uh, practice to that time because the championship game is going to start in about 15 minutes. And Jeff designed it. We ran it. And uh, we beat all Iowa Tech. And it was a state championship for the boys. And I'll, it, was, it was an evil. Wow, that's incredible. I'll give Jeff Distroff a lot of credit on that. A couple of more names on that team. Jack oh, Nungy was in town in fifth grade in Iowa wow. City. Right? Jack Nungy played for me who now, of course, wow. is with the Hawkeyes. Uh, he, I kind of picked him up for, like, two tournaments before he moved to Indianapolis. But How he, tall he was, was he back then, Ash? How tall was he, was he at that age? He was a little shy, uh, but uh, he could shoot it. I knew he was going to have a bright career in front of him. Then, you know, he kind of moves to Indianapolis. Wasn't sure if I'd ever see him again. Right. And, um, and then it happened to be, like, a, at a 10th grade tournament with Austin, a sophomore tournament, uh, I believe, in Chicago. And Jack was there playing. And uh, I remember talking to uh, Fran later. I said, Boy, this kid's pretty tough, Fran. He goes, oh, yeah, we're aware, well aware of him. And Jack, of course, now is seven foot tall and uh, going to be contributing big time to Iowa this year, and, and uh, it's pretty cool. Great uh, kid. Great family, too. Uh, great yes. sports family. And uh, yes. As I said, well I know supported. how to recruit pretty well. Another name from the past would be uh, Tiger Campbell, who's yeah. playing at UCLA. He was uh, – you could see the talent on him when he's a young kid. That was uh, – he was exceptional and uh, – it's going to be neat to see what he does in the next couple of years and things like that. Uh, a couple of uh, Linmar boys play for me, Alex Danport and Nate Mensers. Uh, we're good, good high school basketball players. Uh, they're both uh, – one's at UNI, Nate is, and Alex Danport's at, uh, at Iowa. Um, I don't want to miss anybody here, guys. Um, also had Sam Allen from Grinnell. Um, I know Sam. Yep, Sam, good player, yeah. great kid. Mm -hmm. He currently is playing at Upper Iowa. He was a three-sport standout at Grinnell. Uh, his dad's a little bit of a handful for me, but uh, he's a good kid. I like his dad a lot. Good friend. Um, <laughs> then a, a name who just declared for the NBA draft uh, last week, A.J. Green. Um, picked him up and, uh, you know, of course, was the player of the year in the conference, uh, the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, bright days are definitely ahead for him. Uh, very hard worker. Um, I thought some of the tournaments, he kind of took us over the top. He uh, – Pretty special basketball player, and um, and hope you know hope maybe the NBA is a, is a, is a possibility for him because um, kids very very talented. Uh, and the last one I'll, I'll throw in here um, was Devin Moore is also playing football now in South Dakota. Who after starting his career at Iowa State, um, you know as you can see we um, I wasn't done when I was recruiting some kids here. I I knew how to recruit kids. I think I think when I combined the two teams, our overall record was like 150 wins and 13 losses. I mean we we weren't too bad. Um, I was a little over the top for kids that young. We're a little more maybe intense than I need to be, but never, you know, never had a kid quit, never had a, kid, a parent complain. Um, but uh, that you know of, yeah, not that I know yeah, of. Yeah, right. You know that of. we didn't pay off. That you didn't have to pay <laughs> off. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I did have a couple guys I have to mention too. Uh, Griffey Clark and uh, Connor Vanscoy. 
Um, they also helped out uh, when they were younger, um, especially with short in tournaments and uh, did a great job. Griffey's going to be playing college basketball next year, I believe maybe at Loris after a great career at Kirkwood. And then, uh, of course, Chubbs, Connor uh, Van Scoy is with the Los Angeles Angels Pro Baseball. So we, wow. we've been trying to get Connor on forever. He, yeah, we wanted him great. to be the first guest. God, he'd be great. Um, but, no, those boys uh, now are doing so well. It makes me feel really good. Uh, see how you know what great young men to become on and off the print. And like I say, without their parents, it would never all happen. Um, but it was a lot of good memories. I still think about a lot. Yeah. We're going to talk about coaching at Jeff and uh, Mount Vernon yeah. all that stuff and talk about all those right. teams. Well, I, I just have um, about four questions all yeah. about just the high school game and all that stuff. So when you were – so we're – well, first of all, tell everyone where you coached at high school-wise. Yep. Yeah. As, as a Jefferson uh, coach in high school, really I was the only stop. Volunteered one year at Mount Vernon, but Jefferson was my main uh, stop for, you know, 20-some years. Um, had a, had an outstanding career there, a great time. Uh, Jeff, the West Side's always proud to be from the West Side, hardworking kids. Uh, had some outstanding teams over the years, just outstanding teams. Um, and um, the thing that does stand out is those kids came to practice every day to work hard. Uh, somebody asked me who the – who my top players were, Jeff. Um, you know, I don't want to let, let any, uh, forget, any, forget anybody, leave somebody out, but you definitely have to say Jared Utoff. I'm going gonna, gonna to make you leave somebody out because one of my questions here is if you had to pick five guys throughout your, throughout your high school coaching career oh, that's to field, tough. That's to field tough. the starting five, Ooh. who would you have? One All through right. five. All right. Gosh, and dang. if you hurt people's feelings, Carrie, you hurt your people's ball. feelings. <laughs> All right, of course, Jared, uh, Jackson Jones, uh, Taylor Olson, he's a heck of a point guard. Uh, Del Mims, kind of dating myself there, but if he never got injured, I think he, I think he realistically had a chance to go to the league. I really do. He was the, he was that special. And wow. then, uh, 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 Brian Couture was pretty solid. Mm. Also, okay. kid went to a couple ACL injuries, um, but you know, starting as a freshman in that tough conference. He knew what the heck he was doing. Hey, he what was, uh, what team was that where you had Nordgren, Bourne, and all those guys? When my dad was efficient, he was talking about how good that team would yeah, have been if I remember that all those injuries. If all those injuries wouldn't have yeah. happened. Mm -hmm. And a couple of those boys you just mentioned there were on the outside of that top five there. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the exact year, but you know we did have a few injuries. We you know we were going to win state that year. The team that won it, we scrimmaged over Christmas break, and we beat them by twenty five points. I mean, there's nobody's going to be handling us at all. It mm -hmm. just wasn't. I mean, we, we had the inside, the outside. Team chemistry was amazing. Uh, it, was, it was a fun group of guys. It was fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, who was the best team, you think, in the however 20 many years, the best team that you played played against? Oh, geez. Um, anyways, Limar threw some good ones out there, of course. Um, we um, – yeah, Limar teams are good. You know, I, I probably more than teams. I'll tell you some players that come to mind – Marcus and Jake that uh, I really think uh, um, were outstanding. I think the number one player though we ever I ever coached against was Jason Bohannon, just just a sniper. He just whenever you get within the two points, boom, hit a shot on you. Whenever he needed a, a defensive stance, he'd throw the assist to make somebody score. I mean, Jake, what was his range back then, Ash? What was Jason's range back then? Oh, geez, half court. Yeah, you know, really? 30, yeah, yeah. I've heard stories about his. Um, but how does it? How does it? How does his accuracy compare to uh, J-Bo? Yeah, well, 
you know, they're both incredible shooters, of course, but Jason, um, you know, bigger, you know, definitely a lot taller, you know, yeah. like that. Um, but it, it, and uh, so he could do a little more in terms of all, all things on the court, rebounding, assist, defend, shoot. And uh, yeah. the whole handed families are, they're just winners. I, mean, I was going to say Matt oh, yeah. a few times yeah. too. But uh, yeah. Jason stands out to me because he, he, he was just, he, he never said a word. No, no arrogance, no pound in the chest. He just beat you. And then afterwards, you might see him an hour later, and, you know, he'd shake my hand and say, hey, Coach, you did a nice job. Just And still, when I see him today, just a classy kid. You know, yeah. some other names from the past, some former Hawkeyes, Josh Oglesby could flat-out shoot it. Um, then you had uh, Matt Bohannon. Marcus Page was special. Uh, that three- or four-year stretch from about 2010 to – or 2008 to about 2012. Yeah, the MVC was stacked. Loaded. Yeah, they are loaded. Um, some Wash boys, Ryan Lersman, Dallas Hodges, kind of dating myself. Of course, Louie, you know, doing some coaching the Metro, but he was special. Uh, Matt Gatons, Glenn Worley, you know, coached against them. Um, actually, Kirk Heinrich, we scrimmaged Sioux City, went out there. Of course, he went to the NBA and played at Kansas. Uh, so you know, some pretty good kids um, coached against, which it's good memories there. But uh, I. How do you – what do you think uh, – what do you think – What top three best games you've been a part of high school-wise? Well, uh, you know, I remember my last game at Jeff, and I, I knew it was going to be my last game. Um, we upset Cedar Falls in a sub-state game, and, and uh, with Taylor Olson hitting a shot uh, basically at the buzzer to win it, and they were like a 15-point favorite because they just crushed us during the, the regular season. And uh, – my dad happened to be at that game, and my dad was getting older. And like I said, I knew it was going to be my last game. And, and when we were up at the, the Unidome, was where we played it with a UNI facility. And uh, he hit that shot, and, and I looked up my stands, ran up in the stands, and ran up and gave my dad a hug. And uh, and uh, thinking, you know, th this is pretty special to me. And that was a great team. We had Tyler Hemphill on it, um, you know, some other goods that you guys, uh, I think Kane Kramer, not Kane Kramer. Kai Kramer. Kai Kramer. So that was, that was a good team that really worked hard. Funny uh, story. I was, I was, at, I actually got to film that. Yeah. Horman, I was a sophomore at the time and Horman was okay. the coach. And he, uh, asked me, he, goes, he goes, you can film if you want. And then however far they go, you know, you can go with. So I was there. Yeah. And I remember in film the next day, we were breaking it down. I, we breaking down. I was on the bench. Yeah. We, yep. They were breaking down you running from like yeah. one end of the floor to the yeah. other, running yeah. with your hands all up in it's your. It's pretty air. special. That I don't run awesome. anymore. You might have noticed. What? <laughs> My running days are over. You you always wore that same little sweater. Yeah, sweater vest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, I know. Like I said, we had some battles with um, we had some battles with Lindmar and uh, um, you know, the Bohannish when he beat that shot to beat that shot to beat us right side half court was one of the yeah. best games I ever part of. Even though I didn't like losing. Was that at Lindmar Carey? Is that Jefferson? Was I remember Carey. that one? I yeah, remember. Yeah. I was. Like yeah, middle school, you had to be at the I gym think. like an hour and a half for the tip off to mm -hmm. even get a seat, and um, and that was pretty special. Um, um, oh, I know. Uh, we played Iowa City West and uh, and uh, played them in overtime with uh, Jared Utah making I don't know how many points he put up, but uh, forty four. That was a pretty special game too. He was special, yeah, and and that was a fun game. Uh, I actually I remember going to uh, uh, Leonardo's afterwards to celebrate that one a little bit. Oh, that's that's a spot. That's always yeah. a spot. But no, it's great memories at Jefferson. Um, you know, always be home in a lot of ways. Um, and we, we we had a blast with it. You know, one neat thing too, Marcus was uh, 
Um, it was neat for me to have Austin with me and Coach Ordman and was always kind enough to let me have Austin there since he was, you know, four or five years old. And he'd be shooting on the side and shooting and shooting and shooting. And then he'd watch drills and, and learn different things. And so I'm grateful for that, uh, that Austin got to spend time with me doing that.